High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. Hello, are you there? <laughs> I am. How are you, George? Uh, well, I'm very well. I, You know there's a lot of complaints about me talking too much on this segment. Yeah, um, they're, they're mostly from me, aren't they? Yes, well, what I've done is I've cracked it now. I'm going to I'm going to cover topics I refuse to talk to you about, and this will enable you to talk away. Okay. So, first one. My 18-month-old is booked to have the chicken pox vaccine on Thursday. <laughs> she had all her other va- 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 vaccinations. However, I'm wondering how important this one is uh, for my child, listener says. Uh, Truthfully, it's less important than most of the other ones. Uh, and you know that I'm a very big fan of vaccinations and, and certainly it will prevent her from getting the chicken pox in the future. Um, so there's no reason for her not to have it. But the, the reason we mostly vaccinate against uh, illnesses for, for people is because the illnesses are very significant and serious. Chicken pox is in the main not significant and serious. Now, that's not to say it never is. I do have an adult patient who had a stroke at age five post the chicken pox. So, so it can be. But in the main, it's not. And uh, 75% of us have had the chicken pox with no more than just a febrile illness. So an illness where we're a bit unwell and have a temperature and maybe like myself, a few pock marks on their foreheads or whatever. So so it's not the end of the world if you catch the chicken pox. So therefore, it's not the end of the world if you don't get vaccinated against it. Uh, that's kind of a personal call. It's certainly routine in the likes of the US of A to, to have uh, chicken pox vaccines, but it's a relatively new thing here. And the reason it's not on the regular schedule for vaccination is because chicken pox is not considered as serious an illness as the likes of measles or what have you. But aren't there um, races or peoples or whatever that the chicken pox kind of wiped out? I know I go back in history now, but like the Native Americans, for instance, had no resistance to chicken pox because they never had it. So when chicken pox arrived, it sort of wiped out tribes. Is that right? Or well, am I... Are you are you confabulating? Um, I'm not sure about the, about the history of the of the Native American uh, chickenpox spread, but what I would say to you is, is you're quite right in the same way that um, smallpox was eradicated using a vaccination based on cowpox. Um, there can be cross immunity. So it, you, do you know what I mean? So um, a lot of people, chickenpox is one of the herpes viruses. So a lot of us have been exposed to herpes, the simplex virus. So you, if you have a cold sore, the the, the chickenpox virus and various things, and they do kind of cr- cross immunise you to assert so you have a degree of immunity sometimes to, to an illness already I'd, I'm not qualified to answer this text but it's that's never stopped upset. you before in fairness George no but this is deeply upsetting the listener says, my daughter has a life-limiting condition, cystic fibrosis. My mother has terminal cancer. I've been dealing with this for four years. I'm going to snap, I feel, with all these pressures. I'm trying to keep afloat at work and keep afloat at home with uh, a facade of all's okay and I'm in control. Uh, and then the listener doesn't actually ask for anything. The listener says, it seems to me they'd like to hear from you. Um. I saw this question and, and I think it's extremely, extremely difficult for someone in these circumstances. I can't say that enough. Um, I would suggest this person goes and has a chat with their GP. They're under incredible pressure. They, they have a job. They have a mum who's dying. They have a daughter with, with, with cystic fibrosis. I'm sure they feel that there is no let up in any part of their life from being under pressure and feeling overwhelmed and flooded sometimes with sadness and upset and all those distressing feelings they must be having. Um, There are ways to combat this 
but you need to take stock. You have to always care for the carers, George. It's like on the aeroplane where someone says, put on your own oxygen mask first. Sometimes you have to because you just can't keep going. You can't keep giving when you're running on empty yourself. And and she needs to be there and present in her own life and present for her mum and also for her daughter. But she's going to need some help. And that help may take the form of some, some counselling. It may take the form of some lifetime change or it may take the form of some antidepressants depending on, on what she talks to her, her, her doctor about and, and, and what the doctor yeah. sort of d- decides with her. But she definitely needs some support and there is support. And just when you think you can't keep going for another day, you'd be amazed what small changes made in your life can can do but 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 please this this listener should go and see their gp and discuss it because clearly they're at the end of their road and you know we have huge sympathy for them here on the 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 hook health check and if she wants to email in or whatever george you could you could forward that on to me and i talk to her myself all right um now um i'm going to bunch a couple of questions here together the female 55 who has bad sinus infection pressure in the head she's been getting a lot of sinus problems can you help her then an 18 year old son maggie's 18 year old has a blocked up nose all the year round um can't breathe properly and it's driving uh, maggie mad uh i can and then danicor can't shake a cold for three weeks Black sinuses, coughing, yeah. headaches. Dare I say something? No. Go on. <laughs> Dare you say? You'd swear, Hook, that you are shy about saying things. Go on. But doesn't this happen during the winter? It does. But you know what? We're we're riddled with this. The Irish are, are very unfortunate. Our weather is damp and cold. Our houses are often dusty, and 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 you know we've got cats and dogs and. Loads of my patients say to me, I went on holidays for two weeks to, to Spain and my sinusitis that I've had for six months cleared miraculously. It's very much environmental here. And plus, we have a really big predisposition here genetically to things like asthma and allergic rhinitis and all those things that are kind of chronic problems where, where, where we react badly to the damp. We react badly to viruses. We react badly to cats and dogs and dust and pollen and all those things. So so loads of us struggle with this. And you know this because, George, every week we get stuff in about sinuses because it's a really big issue. There are a few things you can do. A, take an antihistamine. They often kind of knock on the head, the allergic component of what you're experiencing. B, get a sinus rinse. They're horrible things. You squirt salty water up your nose and you make this noise because you feel like you're choking. But they do flush out the sinuses and they do relieve pressure. C, a topical steroid nasal spray to keep I don't the. Believe this. You do I don't believe, believe it. it. You know it's How true. How you get away you with this? You know it's true. How you get away with this? I have no idea. Uh, proposing topical steroid creams for every sprays, disease sprays, known sprays. to man. Listen, if you it had takes been around, down the inflammation in the nose, in in the lining of the nose, which we need to do because it's getting blocked. If you'd been around when all these great scientists invented things, they wouldn't have invented a thing because you would have said, don't bother inventing something. Uh, Spray this up your nose instead. Honest to God. George, it works. Antihistamines, sinus rinses, topical um, steroid nasal sprays. And also, and you like this one because I know what you're like. Blow the hell out of your nose in in the shower in the morning. When, When it's steamy, 
because steam yeah. does help kind of help the cack kind of get slippery up the nose and helps yeah. kind of shift it but block one side of your nose block your ears yeah. close your mouth and blow down the other side and then swap yeah. and get rid of the cack that's up there it's better out than in yeah do it, I do it in front of Ingrid I find it sets the day off in the right I'm sure she form. finds you very attractive a doctor who so I'm glad to see the listeners agree with me. A doctor who so freely recommends steroids is a disgrace. Uh, topical steroids, um, listener, whoever you are, who clearly doesn't understand the machinations of this, but topical steroids for this are the appropriate treatment. And don't actually, and here's the thing, don't actually insult me and pretend that that that, that because you think you've heard that steroids are bad, that you think that I don't know the side effects of steroids. Yeah, I absolutely do, and they are properly indicated in this case. But I'm glad to see the audience is shifting irrevocably to my side. <laughs> Tim says... You're Tim undermining says, me constantly. Yeah, Tim says she's vulgar. How can she use an expression such as cack? I mean, I'd never use an expression like George! that. But, but, oh, anyway, George! But anyway... Hook! Do you, know, do you know something I can't do, right? Do you know what I can't do? I can't crank my knuckles because I'm terrified that I'll dislocate them. Now, a listener is worried because uh, she's cracking her knuckles all the time. Is that bad for you? Yeah, I, I saw that, that that listener said. And it's it's we're not quite sure that it's a, it's a girl. It says my boyfriend keeps telling me I'm going to get arthritis if I keep doing it. But but it's not necessarily... Anyway, we don't know who, if it's a girl or a boy. But cracking their knuckles is a bad for them. Yes, actually, it is. Um, over usage of a joint yeah. puts increased wear and tear on it. And you mightn't mind that when you're 25, but when you're 65, having overused your joints, you might think, I wish I'd looked after them a little bit better. Um, there's no benefit to cracking your knuckles. They're not supposed to be cracked. And, and you know, I see kids doing it all the time and stuff. But no, don't. Do you? Yeah, my kids do it. My teens do it. Don't do it. It's a bad idea. It puts pressure on, on your joints and they don't need to be cracked. They can just do their right. own thing quite happily on their own. It is excess wear and tear. And people, for example, who have things like hyperflexible joints, I have that myself, or your joints are hyperextendable. Um, if you if you have that and there's extra wear and tear on your joints, you will get arthritis yeah. younger. Yeah. A clear difference in parenting skills between you and me because none of my children ever cracked their knuckles. So they obviously uh, much better parenting yeah, all around. And that would be from Ingrid, I would suggest, George. There's a fella, there's a fella down in Kerry. Now, he, he, I don't know why we're doing this, but you're, you get the odd query from Kerry, which can, you know. Uh, I'm getting bald patches under my chin, leaving me with a patchy beard. I'm afraid it'll spread. Any advice or is it just genetic? Well, the first thing is don't have a beard, surely. If you have patches, just shave. No? Uh, well, I would tend to agree, actually, because if you can't grow a proper full beard, not everybody can, um, then your beard's going to look a bit funny and then maybe a beard isn't for you. A beard is not a necessity. A beard is, is a, a, a cosmetic yeah. item, really. It's about your appearance more than anything else. Um, so, yes, as to why they're getting the patches, I, I couldn't really say um, for sure. creeping alopecia. It could be a form of alopecia, George. You're not wrong, or it could be another form of skin condition either that we wouldn't necessarily diagnose right. over the over the radio. But um, look, there's probably very little you can do about it, and I I, I would suggest right. that um, you know leave well and good alone, and as you say, sh- oh, have, have a moustache instead, maybe. I was speaking of shaving. There's a, a fella here. He's a swimmer, so he shaves his body. I understand it's called Brazilians, but um, he is there any health benefit? The uh, I answer th- I think is you're a quick con- no. Is it? I think you're confused there with the Brazilian things, George. Um, no, there is no extra health benefit. Well, okay. What's a Brazilian thing? 
uh, Brazilian is is uh, do, oh, no, I'm not going there. Um, okay, here here's the th- here's the thing. Uh, no, there's no real health benefit to, to shaving your body, and in fact, it might be in fact health risks not risks but but disadvantages rather than risks um because you're right. colder and you may in fact get you know skin infections or folliculitis or whatever All we're right. designed to be hairy we're hairy creatures well i one of my great successes in my old dating days was um i'm very hairy and apparently women like hairy men yeah they they love them people people often say to me i'm very lucky to work with a hairy man like you Yes. Now, I was looking at a question here and I've lost it, but it was a great... Oh, I know. It was my own question. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Listen... I thought they were in, all your own questions, half of them. As as Donald Trump would say, this is a locker room story. Oh, God, George. Remember what time of the day it is. Yeah. Well, I just have been noticing in recent Saturday mornings in the golf club, right? Mm-hmm. The number of old age pensioners like myself who, when they sit down, rub their back against the chair. Do you know what I mean? And in a scratching motion, okay. itching motion. Okay. Clearly, this senile skin thing is much more widespread than we thought. Um, senile pruritus, which is the itch associated with drying and aging skin, is really common. And I often see, and you know, it gets very bad when people get beyond your years, George, and they uh, and they actually have a little bit of dementia because they actually tear at themselves, and it's all that sort of stuff. Um, yes, it is. And and the only solutions for it are things like moisturisers. So you know, your E forty five, your Silcox base, your Aveeno, mm. your Elab, all that kind of stuff. They do really, really help. But as you are, have often pointed out to me, it's not always easy to reach your back when you're when you're seventy five or. Whatever. So it is something that, you know, people have a difficulty with. But moisturise your skin as best you can. Don't wash with soap. Wash with a, a moisturising soap substitute. Um, and sometimes if it's very bad, you will have to take an antihistamine as well. Well, I'm going to have these antihistamines now freely in supply in the golf club to prevent all these old age pensioners. Do you know what would be great back. for those old age pensioners? Go for a massage yeah. with oils. All right. Now, um, a spray called Rhinocort is fantastic, making cork says for sinus trouble. Yes, which is a topical steroid spray. Thank you. And Thank you for that, Mick. And somebody else says, uh, if you go on a, a, a dairy-free diet, your sinuses clear up immediately. They, they will if you have a form of aller- allergic rhinitis that is sensitive to dairy. That's true, but not everyone has that. That's not the cause. When, 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 do you know what sets me off is is um, sparkling water. I sneeze and sneeze and sneeze and get really bunged up after sparkling oh. water. But I love sparkling water and I still drink it all the time. Okay. Well, as long as you don't drink it on the show, we don't have a budget for <laughs> the that. sparkling water. Um, listen, the lovely Ingrid has lost her gallbladder. Yes. And she's she's fantastic ever since. Yeah, it's very nice to me. Um, I've been diagnosed with having gallstones, a listener says. They can, I've heard they can just disappear. Do they disappear or do you have to get them operated on? It depends. They, they don't tend to disappear because what the they pain are, is horrendous. Yes, biliary colic has is 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 extremely painful. And biliary colic, for those of you who don't know what it is, is let, let, let's just take it back a little bit. Your gallbladder is a small bag that sits underneath your liver, and in it. It contains bile. Bile is made in the liver, but it's stored in the in the gallbladder. And the gallbladder then squeezes the bile out in response to eating fatty food. And, and bile is like the washing up liquid of the body. So you, your body, to break down the fats, needs something to dissolve fat. So bile is a bit like washing up liquid in your sink. Um, 
basically what happens then is you get these stones that form in the gallbladder and they're made usually of calcium and cholesterol and kind of deposits of stuff and they become like little hard stones exactly like little bits of grit. Sometimes if they're small, George, you can pass them painlessly if they're little things like just like a bit of grit out through the the common bile duct and, and they're okay. So those ones can disappear. If they're bigger, they either can't pass at all or they pass halfway down your, your your common bile duct and then they get stuck and then oh, your bile duct is trying to move them and that's biliary colic and it's excruciating. Um, I would yeah. suggest that these are not likely to disappear. If they're big enough to show up on um, an ultrasound which is probably how this person had it diagnosed they won't disappear but if they're not causing you problems I wouldn't have my gallbladder out. If however you're symptomatic with your gallstones then you have to have your gallbladder removed. All right. Now, this listener washes uh, hair every two weeks and people think I'm crazy. It's, it's a good idea, the listener thinks, not to be washing your hair every day. Um, they My said, mother thought it was a bad idea to wash her hair every day. Uh, look, this is a kind of a matter of choice rather than one of medicine. Um, you can wash your hair as often as you want. And there are people, there is a school of thought out there. There are people who don't wash their hair at all and eventually the kind of levels of grease and dander and all the stuff that people get um, with their hair kind of settles down and they get a sort of a a, a self-cleaning type of hair but like if you don't wash your dog for a long time they kind of become okay Um, so, so, so it's okay to not wash your hair most of us prefer to wash our hair because it smells nice and because we can have it looking a bit pretty or whatever and you know people get their hair people wash their hair for reasons of grooming and attractiveness to a large extent there's not really much other reason to wash it um, some people do wash it to remove flaky scalps and stuff like that but look you know there's no right or wrong here really wash your hair or don't depending on how happy it makes you really all right, we may get Billary Colic on the show next week. He sounds like a very interesting guest. <laughs> um, now uh, we're going to go. Other than the poor child who's biting his cuticles all the time, he rips the skin, does all kinds of things. I wasn't going to do it because it drives, it's, it's do you know it's what? awful. I, I do it. I, I've done it since I was a kid. I don't bite my nails, but I do bite my cuticles. It's, oh. it's, it's a nervous habit, and it's quite hard to to stop. And there are things you can paint on that taste disgusting. But one of the reasons people do it. Is is because once you've done it, your cuticles get very dry and cracked because you've been nibbling at them and then they have little rough edges and then you nibble at the rough edges and it becomes self-perpetuating. Tell this, well, not I will tell them, hey listener, um, get your, your son, get your, get him some cuticle oil. You can get oil that you put on your cuticles. It comes in a little kind of a dropper. You stick it on your cuticles and it moisturises them so that they don't have the roughness. They don't have the that hard edge or those cracked bits and therefore there's not as much to kind of pick at or whatever and that should really help. All right, okay. It's great news. If I knew where the cuticles were, I'd find them. Anyway. Sides of your listen, nails, George. Sides of your fingernails. You can uh, send a message, 53106, with your health illnesses or otherwise to Kira Kelly, who will answer them, her being doctor and all. I'll give you some common sense solutions. You can also listen to the same Dr. Kelly on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. here in Newstalk with Live and uh, Kicking the Podcast of the health checkup is available on newstalk.com. Kira, thanks so much for Thank joining. Thank you, George. Me.